Happy March. Can you believe we are in March already? March is always the month where I'm just like, yes, spring is here. Summer's on the horizon. <laughs> I feel like I can see a little bit better now. I can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm not sure how you feel about the seasons changing, but I love the summer. So I always look forward to when things start getting warmer. Um, I'm excited for this episode today. I think it's really important because I have so many women that come to me that say, I am just, I think about food all the time. I'm constantly obsessing about it. And the number one goal I feel like I hear time and time again is I just don't want to have to think about food. So we're going to be diving into that, into the, in the episode today. I'm really excited to talk about it. I think you're going to have some very powerful mindset shifts out of this episode. So come ready to be coachable, to be teachable, and you'll leave with exactly what you need to hear. Before we dive in, I am giving you a little hint slash sneak peek that some of you have been asking me about, okay, I have, I'm receiving messages that when is this going to happen? When is this going to open? The doors to food freedom are opening this month. Okay. In just a few weeks, we are opening the doors to food freedom. If you don't know what that is, that's okay. But several of you have been asking me, um, and we're going to be talking about it this month. Um, so just be aware that that is coming. If your relationship with food is messy and you want it to be healed, um, that's the most concise way I can share about the program with you. Get on the wait list, awomanofwellness.com forward slash food freedom, or it'll be in the show notes. I want you to know that it's coming because I've had several people asking me and we're here. <laughs> it's here. We're almost ready to open the doors and I'm so excited. So um, in honor of this month and food freedom, um, I am actually doing something a little special. I'm going to be releasing some extra Friday episodes that I'm calling her story. I think there's so much power in hearing other women's stories about how they stepped into food freedom. So I'm going to be speaking with a few of our food freedom alumni and they're going to be sharing their stories with you. And I'm going to tell you right now, they are powerful and I'm really excited to share them with you. So make sure this week you've got our regular Tuesday episodes, as well as all of this month, we're going to have extra Friday episodes. I'm going to try to make them short, although you guys know I can talk, but I'm going to try to keep them short so that they're just um, little snapshots for you. And if you resonate with any of them, like I think that's so powerful, right? When we see someone else do something that we wonder if we can do and it, it just encourages us. And that's what I really was hoping with these episodes. So stay tuned for that every Friday this month. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. 
You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Let's talk about how to stop thinking about food all day long. And I almost put how to stop obsessing about food all day long, because you probably fall into one or both of these, usually somewhere on a continuum here. You either A, don't want to even think about food, right? You're so frustrated with it. And you don't want to obsess over food. And these are two very different things. (laughs) And I want you to uh, be aware of this is that a lot of times we say out loud, I just don't want to think about food anymore, right? It just consumes my thoughts. But what you're really meaning is that you don't want to be obsessing over food. There's a difference between thinking about food and how it fits into your life and thinking about dinner and um, like having food be part of your life versus obsessing over it and constantly using mental energy on food. Do you see the difference there? We're going to go a little deeper so it will help it will help answer a little bit more of that, but I want you to recognize that we we usually kind of fall into one of these areas where we're constantly like thinking about food, but also the obsession, the obsession um, that takes up that mental space, that mental energy um, that usually leads to, um, you know, dieting behavior and all of that. So the thing is, you don't have a food problem. <laughs> What do I mean by that? You don't have a food problem. You have a relationship problem. A relationship with food problem. So a lot of times when we say, you know, I don't want to even think about food anymore. What you're really saying is you don't want food to essentially and this is too, this is an extreme phrase, but it's the best one I can think of, like destroy your life anymore, right? Your obsession over food is getting in the way of you being able to show up as the woman that you want to show up as. And so what you really want deep down at the core, because the reality is, is we can't not eat, right? When someone comes out with an IV that all you have to do is take an IV and not eat, you know, maybe we can have a different discussion, but food has to be a part of your life. It, it, we don't have a choice in that matter. What we do have a choice over is how we let it be a part of our life, what that relationship looks like. So when you're saying, I just don't want to think about food anymore, deep down, there's this story that says, what I really want is food to serve and fulfill me. I want it to feel happy, calm, confident, 
um, relaxed, you know, like I, I want my relationship with food to be better. So be aware of that. Really think about, about when you have those moments of, I just, I wish I didn't have to eat or I am tired of obsessing over food. There's a deeper need, a core need that you want to know that you have safety around food. You have, you're comfortable, you're safe, you're confident around food and it serves your life and it, you're fulfilled by your relationship with food. And I want to give, I hope, a really good analogy here. (laughs) I came up with it, (laughs) so we'll see. Um, But it has to do with kids because that's the season of life I'm in. Um, Every day, regardless of what age your kids are, but, but, you know, they might be more needy the younger they are, potentially. (laughs) Maybe more physically needy, but maybe the teenagers and the adults are more emotionally needy. I'm not sure. I'm not in the teenage stage of life yet, but... um, the kids every day, I think my kids need things from me every day, right? They need to get dressed. They need to brush their teeth. They need to eat their breakfast. They need to um, do their jobs. Like there's a list of things that help them thrive and help our household thrive and all of that, that need to get done every single day. Okay. Okay. And sometimes I can look at that and be like, oh my gosh, do we really have to brush teeth again? Like mostly because my daughter fights me on it every single night. And I just think, oh, I just wish we didn't have to brush teeth, right? (laughs) In my brain, I just think like, oh, why do we have to brush teeth? Like, can we just, is there some way that we can just like keep her teeth healthy and we don't have to fight over this every single night? Like we've been doing this forever or she doesn't want to wear a seatbelt in her car seat. I don't know why. We've been doing this for three and a half years. Like you wear your seatbelt in the car. It's just, it's just what we do, right? So we have these things. And at first, like they are needs. They're needs that um, need to happen. And sometimes we can look at them as like, oh, this is, this is the doldrums of the day, right? We've got to get ready. We've got to get dressed. We've got to eat our breakfast. It can feel like this monotonous thing. And even if your kids are older, it's the same thing. Like maybe they need you in this way. Um, and you're dealing with the same, same issue. I'm not going to call it issue, but like same thing day in, day out. They need you for something, right? Um, but what happens as we, as we kind of look at the bigger picture here is that these needs, these things that they need to do every day, they help these kids grow. They help them develop. They teach them valuable skills and they become kind of like they transition from these need to do to like want to do, right? I, I want to take care of my body. Like we're teaching them, Hey, if you brush your teeth, it takes care of your body. Um, it helps your teeth stay clean. Um, if you exercise and move your body, like it makes you feel stronger and healthier. And it kind of molds into this more wants phase of like, okay, I see the bigger picture of why these things essentially need to get done each day. And they, they, transform into this this kind of idea of want not all the time but but we definitely see that like it's starting to serve a bigger picture and so as that steps into that bigger picture it allows for growth 
right? These kids learn things, they develop in a certain way, and it helps them create the lifestyle that they want to live. Well, this is kind of similar to food, our relationship with food. If we're in the space where we can't see the big picture, right? We're like in a box um, and it's just like this need, need, need. Oh, I've got to eat breakfast. What am I going to, what am I going to make? Oh, I've got to feed dinner. Oh, if I'm following a diet, I've got to follow it this way. Like it just becomes this like monotonous, but also frustrating, not happy part. Right. But then, you know, as we, um, start to see a little bit bigger picture as how food serves us in our lives, we can start to see, oh, well, like, yeah, when I eat that food, it makes me feel a little bit better and I want to feel better in my life so I can show up in this way. And, you know, I'm learning how to, I don't even know, cook or bake sourdough or, 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 you know, I'm starting to find some fun in it, starting to be something that I look forward to. I allow myself to learn new things and it helps me grow this relationship with food in knowing that it still needs to be a part of my life right? It's still a big part of my life, but it can go from a space of needs and, I don't know, misery, um, monotonous, um, overwhelming to feeling good, supporting your lifestyle. And that's where we want to get to. So that's why I say you don't have a food problem, you have a relationship problem, and we need to separate those. So let's talk about this desire to not think about food all day long. So if we are kind of trying to open up this box, right? Like we're trying to open up our perspective, trying to look at the big picture. um, We we then need to step into this desire to like not obsess about food over all day long, right? And to figure out how to heal that relationship, make it better because we know it still has to be a part of our lives, right? For someone to come in and say, I don't want to think about food ever again. We have to have a conversation that's like, well, unfortunately, that's not realistic, but we can think about food differently than the way you've ever thought about it before. Therein lies the difference. So where is this this desire to not think about food all day long coming from because if we need if we want to fix it we've got to figure out like where is this coming from this like this burden of of obsessing over and thinking about food all day long and there's two places it can come from first an unrealistic expectation of perfection with food that was a mouthful (laughs) I'm gonna say it again for you an unrealistic expectation of perfection with food. So you're envisioning that your relationship with food needs to be perfect. And if you can't do it, then it's a mess, right? So if I can't do it perfectly, because I'm going to insert weight loss requires perfection, right? How many of you have this story that weight loss requires perfection or nutrition requires perfection? then I'd rather not think about it. Just tell me what to eat. So one thing that we do inside Food Freedom is we go deep onto into some of the stories that we have behind our relationship with food. And do you see the story in this one? If you're a student, you'll see it. If not, I'm going to teach you because I want this to be a powerful lesson for you. Our story is that 
essentially I'm approaching nutrition from a mindset of typically weight loss or um, diet perspective. Like that's a lot of it, right? Um, And so in my mind, weight loss requires almost being perfect. I've got to be really strict. I've got to stay on task 95% of the time. Like that's how weight loss works. And so the story is like, if I can't be perfect at food, then I'm not like, it's, it's impossible, right? It's impossible to get where I want to go. So then I'm not going to like, I'm going to be frustrated with food. So that's why I'm obsessed with food all day long, because I, the only way in my brain that I know how to get where I want to go is by restricting and being strict with it, right? Being, being structured and that's overwhelming. So then you go, just tell me what to eat because I don't want to think about it, right? The story leads to the action, the action that you take. And right now the action is, I just want to stop obsessing over it all day. And it's because the story is telling us that it's going to be really hard. The second place that this desire to not think about food all day long comes from is your past experiences. And I want you to remember something. Evidence is powerful. You have evidence. Okay. You have evidence that if you're not rigid with tracking, you're out of control. If you're not rigid with monitoring your food, you're out of control. It's essentially a black and white approach, right? If you're not strict with it, then you can't control yourself around it. You're not safe around it. And I want to honor those feelings, okay? You have evidence of this. So it makes sense that you're existing in this space. And this can feel really difficult to break. So essentially, your story is that if you're not strict and obsessive over food, you can't get where you want to go. You feel this like destined to a life of food restriction and obsession because that's the only way that you have the control. Otherwise you're out of control. And I want you to know you're not crazy. Like, you know, sometimes it feels like, well, I don't know. Other people are doing this or like, why do I think this? It's because you have evidence. You have evidence of past diets working for you. When you were strict on them, they worked, right? But then when you went off of them, what evidence came then? So as soon as you got off the restriction, and started utilizing essentially your own brain as, you know, your approach, like relying upon yourself to approach food, you have evidence that it was too hard. And so the only way to essentially get where you want to go is to obsess over food right? So we're in this weird space of like, I don't want to obsess over food, but I only have evidence that when I obsess over food, it works. And when I don't obsess over food, I don't get where I want to go. So we're stuck here, right? Like, this can feel difficult. I want you to know your feelings are valid. We always say that around here, those feelings that you're having, this tug of war, it's valid, okay? Let's then talk about how we feed, pun intended here, guys, (laughs) 
this story of, I wish I could stop obsessing over food every day. So now we've got this story that like, I want to stop obsessing over it. I've got these stories that are telling, like help me understand why, um, but how do we feed into it? What's causing us to stay stuck in this story of I'm obsessing over food every day and I want, I want to not think about food anymore. First is that we accept that the evidence we have is truth. If we have seen this work in the past, the evidence that you have is that when you're on a diet, you're strict and structured and it works. And when you're off, you're binging and it's not working. So guess what? Your evidence has become truth in your life. If this is how it's always been, this is how it always will be. That's the first way that we feed into this story. From there, the second thing that we do is we look for more evidence. You might not realize you're doing this, but we do this. We feed into this and then we look for more evidence. We look to social media. What are they doing? Oh, they're counting macros and they're at their goal weight. Or we ask our friends, what are you doing? Right? We look for more evidence to accept this truth. And guess what? It's out there. You find it. You see people are like, yeah, I, I weigh and measure and I track and, and it works for me. So, so we kind of like, we, we buy in, right? We look for more evidence. And then the third thing that we do from there is we resign. We either resign to the belief that we have to do it that way or there's no other way, right? We either resign to we have to be strict with our food because that's the only way to um, essentially stay safe, right? And not go crazy and out of control with my food. Or we resign and say, I can't do this, it's too hard. I'm going to just binge, essentially. I mean, we don't say that out loud probably, but like, I'm just not going to care because I can't get it under control. And if I don't want to go back to restriction, then my only other option is out of control because that's all I know. So we resign. Have you felt this cycle? If you have, it's okay. And it's okay if there's some frustrating feelings coming up right now, um, or if you're feeling called out, or if you're feeling seen, whatever it is for you, it's okay. It's okay that this is your feeling because you don't know a different way, right? We, like I said, you have evidence. You have evidence of these things. Let's talk then about how we get out of this vicious cycle. How do we get out of this? I'm either, I have to be obsessed with food or else I'm out of control, right? First is to identify what you want your relationship with food to look like. You have to start creating a vision without limitations, not, oh, I have this in the way or that in the way, or this is my life right now, but no, create a vision of what you want it to look like without the limitations. In regards to your desired lifestyle, we're looking at the vision and not the current situation. So one of mine actually, and people find this interesting, is that I actually want to spend more time on food and in my kitchen and cooking. 
I'm going to grab a drink. We're keeping it real here. <clears throat> um, I actually want to spend more time on my food. I want to cook more. I want to learn more things. I want to eat more fresh, fresher. <laughs> um, and people might be surprised about that, but that's something that I really like. And so my relationship with food looks like actually a little, like more time in the kitchen and less time having like quick, easy meals because I enjoy that. And I can't tell you that that like even two years ago, that wasn't, that was not on my radar, but I had to learn some different ways of eating. And now I've stepped into a vision of yeah, I want my relationship with food to be really good. And one of the ways that I feel like I can do that is by spending more time investing in food that serves my body. That doesn't have to be yours, but just recognize that you get to choose what you want that to look like. And remember, it's not, it's not a vision based on your current circumstances. Well, I've got kids and in uh, extracurriculars all night, and I just want something fast and easy all the time. I want you to get rid of kids in the extracurriculars, meaning not like actually get rid of them, but like think about what would it look like if we didn't bring that in as a limitation? What would that look like? <clears throat> Second, expect imperfection and allow flexibility. Remember we talked about the expectation of perfection? We have to actually... Except, expect imperfection, expect it and know it's coming and know that it's okay. That food is flexible. I want you to think about the diet roller coaster, right? It's a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows. And sometimes it's the extremes, but when we are open to more flexibility, we have less high highs and low lows and we stay more consistent and consistency breeds results. <clears throat> I've got a little tickle in my throat, guys. Um, so we stay more consistent and consistency breeds those results. Number three, choose to step into the new stories. So we talked about our stories that we have. This is your opportunity to begin to create new evidence in your life. You have old evidence and old stories that have become truths for you. You get to step into new stories. And these stories don't just become truths automatically. We turn them into truths. We start to practice. What would it look like if I just got rid of bad and good labels on food and just started allowing some of it in. And I told myself that I was capable of meeting my own needs. Could I start to create new evidence that I actually am and I'm not going to binge if I'm not restricting? Absolutely. You can choose to have a happy relationship with food, with all kinds of goals and situations without obsessing it over, obsessing over it all day and without like never having to think about it, right? In fact, in one of our groups, um, we had a really great discussion about if I want to step into weight loss, it has to be painful and strict and hard and overwhelming. 
And, you know, through this discussion that we had, we realized it didn't have to be. You can have intentional weight loss or body change without all of those things that it used to be with the diet, right? So it's okay to come to the space of maybe I can think about food and maybe it's okay for me to think about food. But it doesn't have to be an obsession and it can fit a bigger picture. And what do I want that to look like? You get to choose that. So I'm hopeful that this episode really has taken your mindset from I'm tired of obsessing over food all day into I get to choose how I think and act around food. I get to choose that. And I don't get to say I never deal with food again, right? It's not realistic, but I get to choose what it looks like. That's putting the power back on you. And when you have the power, you get to create the desired outcome. When you have the power, when you take back the power, you get to create your own outcome And that's the best possible outcome you could have. So if you are like, yes, I want to do this. Join the food freedom wait list. We're going to be going way deeper. Um, We go deeper on stories. We help you change from the inside out. It's not about me saying like, eat less or don't put the chips in your fridge, (laughs) in your cupboard or put the... um, carrots on the counter so you see them like no we are not doing tips we don't do tips around here we change from the inside out and spoiler alert our ditch the diet challenge which is like a favorite favorite it's my favorite thing to do we only do it twice a year it opens in just a couple weeks so stay tuned I'm kind of giving you a sneak peek but I'm just gonna I've got to get you guys as excited as I am because I'm getting so excited um but just know that Food freedom, like whatever that definition for you is, is possible for you. And I hope this episode has given you a little taste of that and also some real actionable steps for you to start taking to step into that idea that you can make this a happy relationship with food. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will be back um, on Friday with a Her Story episode and again with our regular Tuesday episodes. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.